the second line of Arkhastein Larash. This word will finish in a few years. Morning, Yechiel. As I want to educate it, but I confidence in what I should do. This is the second center now. Okay. Catch up. He's going ahead. Or he's just he's saying it in English. I'm saying I did it yesterday. That's what I did The second, the second line. You see, the second line. The second line. The second line. The second line. The The same way he said to keep away from The I felt it's very appropriate to speak about Hanifas. Hanifas means flattery. Keep away from flattering people. I'm actually amazed in Arhus Chaim Larash that he puts it so early. Gaiva, then Hanifa. It's not the typical thing we think about as the worst thing. Flattery It's not a good need to flatter people. But he puts it the second thing when he talks about to keep away is flattery. So I want to talk about a Gemara we had in Kedushin. Hashkoch Hashem, two things come together. We just learned in Kedushin that with Gidol was going after a field to buy it, Yaakov. He put you on the table. Back seats, Yankov. That Gidol was going after a field to buy it. And Reb Abba didn't know Reb Gidol was going after a buy it. And Reb Abba beat him to the punch and he bought the field. So... Somebody went to Reb Abba and they said, Yudisak Nafcha went to Reb Abba and he told him that what are you doing? Reb Gidl was going here. So Reb Abba said, I didn't know. So he said, now what you tell me? I don't want to keep the field. Parenthetically, I'm blown away by the level of how they want rain again. All their money should be clean. You're allowed to keep it now. Mashallah And the Chayr, it doesn't undo the Maisa. It was the Maisa, it wasn't an Isser. The whole Isser is... The whole rishus is he was going after it, and you knew when you beat him to it. If you didn't know, the heart is no rishus. I don't even know if it passes a shaygigan ichil. You let nishkin rasha. I didn't know. The mice is chal. I bought it. I don't even know if there's any din b'shaygig. I'm trying to get the lumbus. I'm saying the gigel was the gigel bought the field. The gigel was going after the field. Reb Abba beat him to the punch and bought it, and didn't know Reb Gidl was going after. I don't know if it passes shaygig. The whole din is if somebody's trying to acquire something, then you're this, you're trying to acquire something and I beat you to the punch. So if I do it on purpose, I'm called a Russia. If I didn't know you were going after and I beat you to the punch, is it past the Shaygeg? I'm allowed to buy it. Nervous, you're in Russia if you beat a guy to punch. But I didn't know he was going after it. I'm not a Russia. So what din is left? But the Gemara of Abba nonetheless wanted to give the field back to Akidal. To me, it's a murder and a drag of rain and guilt, pure money. Lemay said this money came in a way that had he known, it's not pure money. So Baba wants to give back to Gidl. Gidl refused to accept it. Because he said, One who hates presents lives. What's wrong, Yom, with getting presents? So the Sma, the Sma wrote another sefer. He's on the side of the Shulchan Aruch. He wrote another sefer on the bottom of the tour called the Prisha, and he wrote a sefer on the bottom of the tour called the Drisha. So the Sma, he says, Pshat, why is saying What's so bad? If you take presents, you live. By the way, it's mashma. Like if you hate presents, it mashma. You take presents, death. So bad about taking presents. Why sign him at Tanis Yechia? Can anybody take a stab at it? Rudy, what's so bad? Sign him at Tanis Yechia, what's so bad? Why if somebody hates presents that they live? Yoyna, what do you think? Sign him at Tanis Yechia, why? 
The Sma says, we're put on this world to choose Bechayim, to, to choose life, to make good choices. We're put on this world to have Bechira, and to choose good. If we lose Bechira, that's death. Not to have Bechira is death. Life is to have Bechira. Zok Tesma, Sayyidina means the attitude has to be, I'm not beholden to anybody. Nobody should sell their soul. But Sayyidina Taras Nifshat, that he doesn't sell himself out. He hates presence. It's, you live, Avi, the hating presence means you don't sell yourself out to anybody. You don't, nobody owns you. Nobody's that degree. My Rebbe told me from his father, I'm pretty sure he said it from Rabbi Yisrael, but he said his father signed at, at a star of his resignation in his sacrament at all times. He was a rug. He was a rug. He took, they were paying his salary, but nobody owns me. So he had a, a document of his resignation always signed and ready just to hand it in. Nobody owns him. And it came a day, the president of the shul said, Rabbi, he made a rule, no bar mitzvahs on Shabbos. The shul was all not from. So he made a rule, no bar mitzvahs on Shabbos. So the president of the shul said, Rabbi, my son's getting bar mitzvah, I'm making it on Shabbos. He said, no you're not. He said, I'm making it on Shabbos, don't stop me, Rabbi. I don't remember the details of the story, but I know right there's father didn't allow. He didn't want bar mitzvah on Shabbos, because tons of extra hill Shabbos, everybody was driving. So the bar mitzvahs were only during the week. And this is father. Yes, and this year he wanted the bar mitzvah on Shabbos. But he didn't budge. I don't care you're rich, I don't care you have money, you're not, nobody buys me. You don't let yourself be bought. means you hate presence, and it's a why is it life? Because you retain Bechira. If you take presence and you become beholden, you lose Bechira. <coughs> now beholden to people could be a Rosh Hashiva, a Rebbe who, who looks at money. It could be a Bechira who is beholden to the Enchevra. Don't be beholden to anybody. Your friends say, Oh, you're being so firm. I'm not beholden to you. Be quiet. I'm not beholden to anybody. I'm my own man. That's also included Sayyidina Tanis Yechishmol. I'm my own man. Sayyidina Tanis is, is, is but a marshal according to the Smah. Of being your own person, don't sell yourself to the devil. Don't put yourself in positions where you lose your, your individuality, you lose your right to make decisions. Be an egg in a mensch, a person who can make decisions. Not somebody who sells himself out. There are people who sell themselves out to the chevra, that's also together. They sell themselves out to their chevra. For the price of companionship, for that matana, they give away their bechira. To fit in with the ilum. I don't want to say to them to stop talking to people. I don't want to say, you know, it's the price of belonging. Don't sell your soul. We hear that bechira to have choices. Nobody owns us. Nobody, it's not allowed. I come from my Rebbe, right there, is somebody, if he was going to a guy to ask him for a million dollars, and his pay is for short, he'd say, Yid, I have two things, two things I want to discuss with you. First of all, could I have a million dollars? And second of all, your pay is too short, it's not worth it, it's us to do. Now, by the way, about a million dollars. There's no, you're not beholden to anybody. 
not to sell yourself out for, for physical things. People give up their whole behavior for physical things. They leave, they put themselves in position, no choice. Families, Rabbi say, have some rich great aunt, uncle, grandmother. She's not religious, but the whole mishpach is all like sold out to this this old lady. The whole family have like diarists, like all sold out, walking on eggshells, nonsense, bunk. Don't sell yourselves out to anything. There's sometimes there are cases you can take. There are cases like there's no issue to take something. Don't sell your soul. Somebody who doesn't sell, that's Menachanifus. There's other pshat in Sayyidina The beautiful is Rashi. The other pshat, I don't want to talk about it now. I want to talk about this second thing the Rosh said, Don't flatter people. You don't have to flatter people. In English, we call it a people pleaser. Don't be a people pleaser. It's an amazingly powerful force. Different people have a different ma- amounts. It's an amazing force. It's an unbelievable force. Different people have a different have a different strong that force of, but he's angry at me. Bakum come up to me and they, they, they say so Bakum's angry at you. Uh, my instinct is so, oh no, he's angry. He's angry. It's, we, have, we have to stop working with flattery. This verse is supposed to be you spoke, it says anybody anybody people likes you, Hashem likes you does not mean that your focus should be people pleasing it means that if you're an Ehrlicher person a straight person, a nice person it means that you do things right ultimately you'll be I'll tell you even a pshat Rooney, from the from the, from the Medjish Shmuel I'm pretty sure it's where I saw it he says Pashup Shat and he says every Ruach Abriyas if people like you so Ruach HaMokim Hashem likes you so it looks like you should spend your life pursuing people liking you so the Medjish Shmuel says it's impossible everybody should like you if you act too nice so the, so the idiot doesn't like you idiots don't like nice people they get upset when you're too nice. So boy, if you're happy, by the way, sad people hate happy people. You're annoying that you're happy. Elamah, you be sad. So then happy people don't like you. Happy people get annoyed by the guy you said. So as long as you'd be like shlugged up. In your pursuit of people pleasing, you can't make everybody happy. It's impossible. If you act nice, the jerks hate you. If you act jerky, the nice guys hate you. That's what you're supposed to do. People, I want to people please. Everybody like me. Well, I can't. The angry guy when you're happy, he doesn't like you. You have no right to be happy when he's angry. It's a chutzpah. It's a tremendous chutzpah. When he's, when he's angry, you're happy. Is that chutzpah? So of course, that's what do you do now? If you're angry, the happy guys won't like me. The answer is be right and serve Hashem, be an Ever Hashem. And the Medjishmuel says a murdik of Shat Yaakov. He says, If everybody likes you, it's gotta be It's such a miracle, it's impossible. It only can come if Hashem likes you. So pursue Ruach HaMokim That's what it means, Yainah. If everybody likes you, it must be you're a person. Ruach HaMokim must be Xeris HaKosim. It must be Xeris HaShem. And the way to get there is by being an Ehrlich straight person. By not being so concerned that people like you. That's how to get the people like you, to be an Ehrlich person. Then you must work things out. The mean guy, when you're happy, will be Michael you. When you're sad, the happy guy will be Michael you. If you're a jerk, the nice guy will be Michael you. If you're nice, the jerk. Do what's right. Do what's right at that time. If you're supposed to be nice, be nice. If you're supposed to be a jerk, if you have to tell a buck, excuse me, in the shop, just be a jerk, because you have to be. 
The Rabbani Shalom will work it out. They won't have tightness because you're doing what's right. That's Khalifa's flattery. I've spoken to Bakr many times, Shmuel, about the Ramam praising people. The Ramam gives two examples of Ahtariyach HaKamaycha. And one of them is praising people. Now, every Midah has a good, has balance. It's called Dover V'Fuchay. Any Midah under the sun has the counter to that Midah. It says balance in every Midah. No extreme is good, as the Ramam's Ma'achana. It's called the golden means, the Derech HaMemutza. No extreme is good, Yechiel. Balance in every, in Kemat every Midah, there's, a, there's the counter to that Midah. If you speak about Zerizos, quick, 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 there's a Midah called Messina, slow in thinking. For every Midah, there's a counter. We speak about praising people. There's a counter when you're flattering people. Praising means sincere viewing of their mindless. Sincere. When we say the Ramam says you that's not to praise people. Doesn't mean to walk around. I sometimes you listen to the pray. That's not so. It's not that Baruch Hashem they're praising. There's things like oh, I never see him. He's asmod. Obviously, they heard the praises. You're supposed to say pray. They're good. They're shmuzim and waterberry. You don't rip it as soon as pray that that's out. Okay, so let's try praising. But let's also try to get it right. He's not a masmid. In Hanifa's also us, or flattery, just time to flatter, but he's not that way. Flattery's also us, or an ineffective for that matter, because the guy knows he's lying. There's no din Hanifa to say honest praises. But the Iker Nikudu that's wrong with Hanifa, the Iker mistake of Hanifa is you sell yourself out. You're so beholden. I was once, I was once asked in the base Medrash to give her to give an interview to a Bokhar in the summer. The Shiva wasn't here, and I was called up, can I give an interview? No problem. I'll give an interview. And, and so we set up a time, and then I get a call from a well-intentioned person that, Daniel, the guy's a very rich man. She's a rich man. That was the call they wanted to tell me. So I called back to Shashiv, I came to the interview, I'm sorry. I felt offended, it wasn't the Shashiv who sent the message. Some person thought he was no longer here, no longer in the office, thought they were doing me a taifa. Some person thought, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate the answer. What they were telling me is I tend to look a little messy. My shirt's crinkled, my, my pants, they were saying, Daniel, make sure you dress properly, make sure you flatter the guy. He's a rich man, he's a poor man, his son's in a shama, we have to see if it's good for the Egyptian. So he's a rich man, he's a poor man, that's us. So, I didn't like it, I resented it, he's a rich man. I resented it tremendously. There's nothing wrong with being rich, no affair to be rich, Rabbi say. Shurullah, Parnasalu, Revach, and maybe someone should be rich, maybe it's a problem, could be. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. There's, nothing, there's no avayr to be rich, but there's no mitzvah there. There's no avayr to be rich. It's not wrong. Guy wants to be rich. I like when guys have aspirations. Go for it. No avayr to be rich. There's no avayr to be hanifa to the rich person. He's rich, wonderful. I'm so happy for him. Very nice. People have visions, Abu Khan. It's hilarious. A guy's in his bunk, a rich kid. He's already picturing marrying the rich guy's daughter. He's already picturing one day working for the guy. His money has no shaykhs to him. He's rich, wonderful, has no shaykhs to him. Be nice to all the kids, take care.
hear them, you find yourself like quite naturally like being a little nicer to the rich guy. All these stupid dreams, these chanifas, these flatteries, these visions of already working for the guy, already all his money's coming to you. You know what you do? It's a great plan. You're not taking money even if he offers. It's not Imagine the freedom that that presents, guys. I'm not taking any money, so it's not Nigeria. There's, there's, there's Abner Gold has a series of books, beautiful series, but there's so much, there's so many delicious books. The Bachman read junk, it's a, it's a pillar. I love reading. And I relate the Bachman wants to read and read, you should read Gabur. There's so much good Jewish and even some good stuff that's good. Not too much. But there's so many good books. Guys read junk. It's like, I've never bought for my kids, I'll spend all the money in the world on books about Kitail and Tzadim, I'll just buy out the farms, it's worth it. It's worth it. They should read the real stuff in Yerushalayim. The Kitail books, I'm a big fan, and there's tons and tons. There's so much to, to read, and so many interesting things. Fascinating, scary, sad, have what, what you want. Books, all different types of books. They read junky novels that say nothing, that teach you nothing, that leave you with nothing. There's tons of books. I brought my kid a new Abner Gold book. He's a Talmud Chacham. He's close to 70 years old. I think in the 60s. He lives in Lakewood. Not his real name, Abner Gold. He's a brilliant person. And he wrote a fascinating book about the Chacham Tzvi. Chacham Tzvi, is, he's a descendant of Chacham Tzvi. And he made a fictional character. And he weaves it together with the Chacham Tzvi. True stories of that brilliant book. It's like very intelligent. I bought it for my son this summer. You know, you buy books for your son. I read through it before he did grab me. I bought it for my son this summer. And it's a beautiful book. But he has true stories about the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi's son wrote a book about the Chacham Tzvi. So it's true, but woven in with a natural story. He writes, though, the Chacham Tzvi's Anhabit throughout the book. He refused to take a dime from anybody. He didn't want to be beholden. They were fighting Askola and other things. He didn't want to be beholden to anybody. Nobody. The stories that are so off the chart, he wasn't beholden to anybody. If we make up a floor by saying, I'm not taking money from anybody. You know what that frees you up? You look at your bunk and you actually take care of all the kids. And you don't flinch. He's the rich. Oh, the rich. You see a rich kid and a poor kid in the fight. But somehow you tend to see it like the rich kid's always right. Somehow, like, I don't know. If you're not taking from anybody, he's rich, it's very nice, I'm so happy for him, he's poor, I'm so happy for him, it's wonderful. I'm like, it's no shaykhist to me, I'm so happy, he's rich, wonderful. Get this chazal in my bones. A person's not negea, it's no shaykhist, to, to the portion that's given to his friend, even not a hair, not a hair, not a hair. We have no shaykh as to what's given to the end and what's given to him, wonderful. It doesn't take away from us, it doesn't add to us. There's no shaykh as. It's wonderful, yes. Then you can actually treat every bacha the same, every person the same. It's so free, such a freeing experience not to be beholden, not to be. So nice to see. So nice, wonderful. So happy as rich. It's a good Rich, even naturally, if I'd be a guy, I wouldn't be into money. But sports, he's an athlete. I'm like this. so what? So he throws the tissues into the toilet with good aim. That's what? So what? It's also chanif, it's also flattery. You find that the guy who's the big athlete, you're talking to him, he dominates the staff team. 
Okay, so nice, a great town. I love the town. So much you can use it with time. Because kids enjoy it, and you're the entertainer, you bring people simcha one. And two, because kids look at you as the wicked guy, that's the Mitzvah Salim, you can be friendly and nice to people. Then it's an eternal middle. Wow. Then it's an eternal middle. But the etzem chanif, the etzem flattery. There's a pasuk. There's a there's a pasuk in Eicha. It says, "Hishlech mishamayim eretz Ferris Yisrael." The glory of Klai Yisrael was thrown from the heavens to the floor. It used to be shamayim did the things. The glory. He said, "Sadik." He's a Talmud Chacham. That's right to value. Shemayim the Gazachim, it was thrown to the floor. He's rich. So he's rich. He has money. Wonderful. So now I'm so happy for him. Very famous. It's good. Baruch Hashem. He's a great athlete, as was. He's a good athlete. Baruch Hashem. It's so nice. Teach him to use it right. If he just acts like a snob and a jerk, so it's valueless. So he throws tissues into the toilet. Into the toilet. Well, good aim. Gets it in every time. If he used it to serve Hashem, he used it to get physical, it's an eternal thing, it's great, and it has value. But this is what the rush says, keep away from Hanifus. Keep away from being a flattering per- a person who needs to flatter, not his friends, not be an honest, terrible person. Be a good person. Praise people, there's not being a cynic. Not, don't be cynical, praise people. Don't flatter people, don't sell yourselves out. Don't sell ourselves out. Just the schedule, I say, it's now 10.15. Value should learn. We did already. Let them have the top places.